The LA was the winner of the mob vote of 2021. It is going to be added in Minecraft Update 1.19, and when it was first announced, very little was known about it, though many speculated about its connections to the Vex and to Souls. However, in recent times, new information has been released by Minecraft that we are going to be looking at today. Let's see what we can find out about the LA in this episode of the Ender Library Podcast. Hello everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Ender Library Podcast. I'm your host and head librarian, Shadow. So, today's episode is going to be a little bit on the shorter side, but nevertheless, it's still going to be, I think, an interesting episode, at least in my opinion. So, today's episode is mainly going to be based on the new information that has been released about the LA by Minecraft, be it through updates or a recent video that I will discuss in the theory section. But anyways, before we continue on to that, we will not have a listener discussion segment because I just didn't have time to find a just find something and talk about it and respond to it. And plus, I've been busy with real life things. But don't worry. Next episode, I will hopefully have a couple of things in there and things like that. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. The podcast is in its, I guess, big development stages. So I'm figuring new things out about the organization, the layouts how I want to run things, so things like that. It's a bit of a, yeah, it's a rough draft process now. I'm trying to file things out, things like that. But don't worry, things are going to continue going on as planned. Also, we are almost at 10,000 listens, which is an amazing milestone. So, yeah, let's see. Yeah, and also, remember to, if you have any friends that are interested in this podcast or something like that, let them know, point us, put them this way. It'll be nice for them to join. That's that. And also, for the upcoming listener challenge. What, and, it is going to, please have your submission sent in for the next listener challenge by, let's see, I believe, April 6th. Send it in by Wednesday, April 6th, be it through Gmail or a, the Discord channel, which will, and the Discord will be linked in the show notes below, as well as the email. And listener challenge is this. You have to choose one of the biomes in Minecraft. It can be from any dimension, it can be it can be the caves, it can be the swamps, it can be the dwarf forest, it can be the void for all I care, but choose a biome and come up with what the ancient builders could have been doing in that biome. It could have been maybe a battle, maybe why the ancient builders had to travel through the ice spikes, maybe why the temples were built in the desert, something along those lines, but please, I want to see some creative answers, right? And as always, send them in either through the email or through the Discord server. And without further ado, let's quickly hop into a very short story segment. Girithel broke out of his trance as he was staring into the pool. He felt strange about himself. Something was not right. He couldn't quite place his finger on it, though. Suddenly, he felt as he was being washed. He whipped around, and there, hiding behind some books on a shelf, was a strange blue... He didn't know what to call it. Pixie of sorts? He thought it was a vex at first, but quickly figured out that this was a mistake. It wasn't gray and it wasn't red. Instead, it was blue. This intrigued him. 
and he very gingerly walked up to it. It's called behind the books again. It was a bit shy. However, he he gave it a cookie. It picked it up, looked at him, and started floating away with the cookie. This kind of bothered Kira, though. That was his cookie. He just offered it to it. And sure, yes, he offered it to it, but it was still his cookie, and now it was running away with it. And so he followed it to the mob section. It started speeding up, and he tried to keep up with it. After running for some time, the L.A. darted into a crack between two books and vanished. Yes, it was an L.A. And that is why Kirithel stopped. It was an L.A. One of those strange mobs that he read about in that strange book that he read somewhere in the mob section. He turned, and that book was right there on the shelf. He was back where he had, he was back at the spot where he first read that book. And then, he noticed something else. There was a slip of paper tucked in between the books. It has strange scribbles on it that made, looked like as if they glowed. Glowed a blue color. So he very carefully wriggled it out and stared upon it. The paper was written on in a messy handwriting. But at the top, it did say two words. The L.A. And so, intrigued, Kirithel sat down and began trying to decipher the scribbles on this piece of paper. Anyways, let's quickly get on to the main theory part for today's video, which will still be kind of short, but hopefully I'll be able to cover everything that I need to. So, the LA. We first found out about the LA during the mob vote for Minecraft Live 2021. The Minecraft LA, of course, won the vote at, at by 50, at, well, yeah, at 51% of all voters, I believe. That's how you say it, yep. And after that, we didn't know much besides the fact that it would pick up items, that it liked to dance, and it liked music. That's pretty much all that we knew about. And of course, it was debated whether it might be just a duping mod, which it is not. However, eh, well, I'll discuss a little bit about that later. But anyways, over the past couple, over, the, over time, we did, were, we, I, I can't speak today. We were, <laughs> some information was released over time that I think adds up, that can add, or at least provide, more in, more, look, gosh, I can't speak at all today. More insight onto what the LA is. There, I actually finished saying the sentence. Oh, God, I'm sure squeaky. Okay, so there are a couple points that I do want to talk about today. The first point came out, I believe, in the Minecraft uh, Bedrock beta, was when we first saw the LA in-game. And what we found out about it is that at least one of the spots that you can find LA is inside of a cage at an outpost. Now, this doesn't really cement anything for the gameplay. Maybe LA's can only be found at, in a cages by outposts, Maybe we can find them in other biomes. However, at least from what I'm aware, this, this is the only way to find LA's. That's for the gameplay. Now, for the theory about this. Looking at this, there I can see a direct connection between LA's to illagers, from, and from illagers to vexes and evokers. Now, in the past, people in the community and myself have possibly sometimes said that maybe evokers summoned souls or maybe took souls from villagers and created these vexes 
or maybe just imprisoned souls and then tortured them or manipulated them to become these angry vexes. However, now that we have at least spawning in cages outside of outposts similar to iron golems, I have a suspicion, or a lot of suspicion, I have a hunch that evokers maybe are not this all-powerful being that can summon souls from the underworld and all of this and all this. I think that Elaise somehow spawned somewhere in the overworld. I mean, I would assume most likely the Birch Forest, as I believe that was one of the things that was added, that was shown in the Wild Update. It, I mean, it's a beautiful place, maybe that, or the Flower Valley, though I would assume that was probably already taken by the bees. So I would say that probably the Birch Forest are the place maybe where Elaise spawned from. And, seeing that outposts will have cages with them, I think that Illagers, since they are the underlings of the Evokers, are sent out not only to raid villages and, gain, and get all this loot and prisoners, but they're also sent out co to collect test experiments and other servants for their Evoker masters. And this is important because while Illagers are... Let's see, gosh, let's see, what's the word? Hmm... Illagers are, dis I guess to the evokers, illagers are disposable. They're just in a way meat sacks. You can send as many evokers out as you want, and if they might drown, maybe they'll fall into lava, they'll die, but the evokers don't care. They're sending out the illagers to collect a much better prize, allays. And because allays are so trustworthy, I mean, what's a what could be a sign that they're trustworthy? Well, I think probably... I can't really say a good definitive sign of them being trustworthy. However, since maybe when you break the LA out of the cage, it immediately comes to you. Maybe you gain its trust by freeing it from this horrible, wretched prison. So there's that's where that comes from. Now, why would evokers need LA's? We already know about vexes. The reason they want LA's is because they want to corrupt something that is innocent and pure. They corrupt it, they make it turn to their side. And also, Vexes are much harder to kill than illagers, for example, or even zombies, for a couple of reasons. And they're also, and there's also something different about them. They gl they glow in the dark, dark without emitting a light source, which is interesting. However, they cannot be damaged by lava or water, and they can go through blocks. This is much more efficient and much more powerful than other illagers. And of course, they still can be, I guess. They still can be, um, uh, what's the word? Gosh, I can't speak today. Well, they're still, I guess, vulnerable to melee attacks. However, they're invulnerable to so many different elements that this eliminate this lowers the risk of them being destroyed. Not only that, they attack in swarms similar to, like, maybe bees, for example, or wasps in the real-life world. They attack in these swarms, which makes it harder for the opponent to react. And this is why the evokers want a lace. They want a lace to turn LAs into vexes. So I think that's the first point that I wanted to cover. The second point is nether spawn. Now, you may be confused, but don't worry. So, Minecraft released on their YouTube channel a video called The Secrets of Minecraft, The LA. Now, this is continuing on with their continued series of The Secrets of Minecraft videos, which covered some things like The Warden, for example, or I believe maybe The Goat, The Mountain Goat, or something like that. But I am going to link this video in the show notes below, as well as link to the Discord server and my email. However, one of the things that was shown in there was a screenshot of the prototype LA. Now, 
it was seen kind of like a like a simple floating block with a couple of little particles coming like from below it and the same face that you see on the LA. However, one of those screenshots was in the nether. I, this really intrigued me because as was pointed out by some people in, in my community is how these and since they since um, we saw the LAs in the nether they could very well be connected to soul, soul sand valleys and I think that's possible or if not the soul sand valleys to souls in some sort of fashion maybe these are the souls that are more resilient that escaped the just the entrapment of soul sand Maybe it's something like that. We are not sure. Not only that, the early prototype version looks almost similar to a soul particle that you see in the warden's chest in soul sand or when running with soul speed on soul sand. All those particles look similar to the prototype LA. There's that. And then there are two other points that kind of mash up into one and also mash up with all the other ones, which are souls and the name of the prototype. Now, with souls, I already kind of covered it with another spawn, but here's what is interesting. Minecraft said that they had a couple of prototype names for the LA before it became the LA. These included names such as Pixie and the Wisp. Some of you might make the connection there when I said the Wisp. Some of you might have not. However, I actually I realized something interesting here, and the more I looked at it, the more interesting it got. You see. A wisp is, okay, and I'm going to be reading off of a mythology.net article page, which talks about a, guess, let's see, how do I read it? About a folklore, what is it called? A creature? Hmm. A, okay, I'll just call it a creature in folk folklore called a will-o'-the-wisp. Now, according to this article, a definition of the will-o'-the-wisp is this. It is a phantom light that hovers in the wilderness, luring travels away from the beaten path. That is what it is. Now, let's, now Minecraft never had that intention for the LA, or at least, let's, let's call it the, yeah, let's call it the Wisp. They never had that intention for the Wisp, because in that video, they say that there was always the intent for it to pick up dropped Minecraft items from the start. They just had to work out some of the things and make it, since it was difficult to add to the game, and so on and so forth. Classic technical issues. But I find it interesting how they decide to have it pick up items instead of luring travelers away. Now, you may think, that's it, maybe it's in the name. Wrong. If you Now I'm going to read the physical description. Now, will-o'-the-wisps are very simple apparitions. They appear as balls of light, sometimes so bright that they hurt your eyes, and other times so dim that you have to squint to see them. They usually have a bluish gleam to them, although red has also been reported. And then there's also some rare sightings, of course, where it's said that a dark figure has been carrying this light or carrying this will-o'-the-wisp like a lantern. So many connections there in those couple of sentences. First of all, balls of light. This is almost exactly what Vexes and LA's are. They're simple balls of like, well, not really balls of light, but they're kind of that. Their heads, or at least with the prototype for the LA, they were quite literally just balls of light. They weren't the brightest or the dimmest, but they were kind of dim. So I can see that. But then, the bluish gleam to them, though also red, has been reported. I see a direct connection with the lays and vexes. The bluish gleam, that's the LA. The reddish gleam, we know that goes with the vexes. I mean, the more I read this, the more I am convinced that this is a connection between the will-o'-the-wisp and the LA. 
Now, with the dark figure, there is actually a correlation with some folklore there that I might that I think I should probably mention. Let's see, maybe. Let's see. Hmm. Actually, no. I don't think I'll say that. Well, actually, I suppose so. So basically, there is a small thing here that says this: the backstory of the Will of the Wisps can shed some light on their cruel nature. The lights are carried by spirits who are shut out of both heaven and hell. The classic Will of the Wisp is carried by a blacksmith named Will. Will was a troublemaker, and when he died and went to heaven, he was sent back because he was Saint Peter. He was sent back by Saint Peter, who told him to reform during his second life. However, during his second life, he was even worse, so St. Peter cursed him to roam the earth forever. However, the devil was impressed by Will's evil doing, and he gave him a coal to warm himself on cold earth nights. However, Will changed this coal into a lantern and called it the jack-o'-lantern. Actually, no. Will used the coal to make it into a lantern. That was one story, and then there's another story about the jack-o'-lantern by, carried by a drunk guy named Jack. Who and Jack sold his soul to the devil, and of course the devil returned three times, I believe, to try and get uh, his to try and get Jack's soul, but he would fail. And in the end, Jack kind of played himself. He messed up in his wording, and the devil got his revenge on him, and he cursed Jack to wander forever, only with a small frame or light. And same thing, Jack put this flame in a carved turnip and used it as a lantern. Now, I don't really see much of a connection there, however, we see that both of these characters are kind of evil in their own way. Jack was evil when he sold it, and he also tricked the devil a thing like two or three times. Then we had Will, the blacksmith, who was evil in his past lives. So, and it, and it said earlier that a dark figure is seen carrying it. This could be a reference to the Evoker. Evokers controlling the red, um, the red uh, vexes. Since it said in the past that the personality of these um, of the Will of the Wisp was um, sometimes they're usually almost malevolent, and also said right before a light floating in the darkness might seem innocent, even friendly. I really like all of these interesting connections. However, currently he's depicting Will of the Wisps as more of like a violent or evil being of sorts. Now it is now there are various interesting I guess things that are related to it or all people say about will of the wisps. People say that they are powerful omens. They will predict the future. They appear before deaths or tragedy. They might reveal a place where there is treasure, so on and so forth. I mean, if you have seen the 2012 Disney animation, yeah, Disney animation Brave, you will see a will of the wisp in there as well, and it would lead Merida to places where she needed to go, as sometimes. And they appear all over the world as well, which means it just can't be sent, because it can be seen in Europe's written record around the 13th century. It can be seen in Chinese, I believe, culture as well. See, there is a lot. Now, however, in reality, the Will of the Wisps have most likely been already explained, because people say, since they were often seen in bogs and swamps, this could be a result of gases being ignited of sorts, creating these balls of light. Now, we're going to ignore that completely, but as I mentioned earlier, all of these connections are really, really intriguing. First of all, the blue and light coloring with the Vexes and the LAs. Then, their innocent nature at first, however, them being violent, could show the Vexes and LA connection as well. The dark figure possibly carrying them. 
could be also referencing maybe also to the or mirroring the evokers controlling the vexes and so on and so forth i mean it's so strange and we can't really deny that minecraft does not have any how to say this mythological references in its game there's plenty of proof of it in there for example if we take the golden apple we have the golden we can see golden apples i believe yeah, we can, I believe we can see golden apples in Greek mythology when Hercules goes to see Atlas and believe in his uh, 12 trials. 12? I think it's 12, yeah. We also see golden apples in Norse mythology, which would keep the gods alive. A bit of a connection there with Steve as well. However, there is that we have also plenty of temples. Let's see. If we think about it, we have jungle temples, desert temples, and ocean monuments, if you can call it that. We have that connection there. We have... A pretty, a pretty, I'd say, basic connection with dragon. But then again, it's a dragon. It doesn't appear not only in mythology and stories. It appears everywhere in almost any fantasy story that you will read. It's a dragon. People, kids love dragons. You have some medieval elements of it as well, and so on and so forth. So, Minecraft has incorporated various stories and, I would say, yeah, and mythologies and tales and some cultural references as well throughout Minecraft. So, I don't think that they wouldn't have made a connection here as well. In fact, I'm convinced that the original name, The Wisp, for the LA, and from reading this article, the connections are there. And I'm probably, after I finish, after I finish recording this, most likely going to just go and find a book on Celtic mythology or Celtic folk tales and just see if I can find more things about The Wisp, because there's no way that this is a coincidence. I just don't think so. Now, probably then, I guess, posing a question is, where does the wither come from? And I'm kind of curious about that one as well. It could come from, the, I believe, the verb wither. But I feel like there could be something. I mean, it could possibly trade maybe some Greek titan of sorts. I don't know. But that, I guess, that's a question for another time. Now, if we're, if we're returning back to the gameplay aspect of the LA, I really like how they have made being able to gather items. I mean, it's what people in the community have been asking for for a long time. And I'm really curious to see some of the benefits that could come from this. I mean, most some of the obvious ones that come to my mind could be some automatic redstone farms, maybe be it for wool or farming, or maybe for farming such as such as automatic potato farms. However, I also see it good for strip mining, and also I guess another interesting thing that I saw. But okay, now before I do say this, I do not condone the actions. I do not okay. Another thing that I'm interested in, that I think could prove LA's to be extremely valuable, is duping. Now, I do not condone duping duping in Minecraft as something that you should do all the time if you like playing on like a server with friends or on a community server. I just don't really encourage that behavior. However, for example, like on a single player server, I am I don't really I would say encourage it, but I am intrigued by it as. It always shows these interesting bugs or glitches in the game or something along those lines and always shows something that can be improved. However, let's talk about something like the carpet duping machine, which I believe would use um, pistons and carpets and also droppers. Yeah, hoppers, not droppers. Hoppers, pistons, redstone, and some carpets. And you can probably find the tutorials on to make a carpet dupe, duping machine, something like that on YouTube. I mean, there's plenty of those tutorials out there, but using an LA could be much more efficient, could be just as efficient as using a sea of hoppers and chests. In fact, I think it probably would be 
cheaper to use a, an NLA instead of a ton of iron to make hoppers and then follow it up with tons of chests and then you have the sorting issues and everything like that. Instead, you could have just a lace swinging around be, and have them just coordinated to certain colored carpets or something like that. It's much easier. But anyways, I think that's it for the theory portion of this episode. And anyways, let's head to the outro. Anyways, that brings us to the end of this Minecraft of this Ender Library episode. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for listening all the way through. I'm kind of curious to see what you guys think about this theory that I put out there, of course. And as always, if you have any theory recommendations, suggestions, contradictions to my theories, or your own theories that you want me to discuss, send them to the Ender. Send them to my email, enderlibraryhost at gmail.com. Or you can send them in on the podcast Discord, which will also be linked in the show notes below. And also, in the show notes below, you can find a link to the Mythology.net article and the Secrets of Minecraft, the LA video. And unfortunately, I won't be able to answer the emails as much, because currently, as I said in the beginning of this episode, I am trying to focus right now on reworking the podcast a little bit, changing th- some things up about it, how it works, how it is run just so that things can be a little bit easier for me and so that you guys can enjoy it more. But once again, keep your eyes peeled on the shelves, keep looking at the pages, and I will see you then.